0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
1: This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Hi, guys, it's Tommy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no so I'm Phil And you're listening to Real, Real Talk, talk. Uh, We had some technical issues So this is the third time we were recording this intro And uh, Joey and my dad want to kick my ass right now Because I'm being a mean tyrant No,
0: because I say before the thing starts Let's make sure it works You go, it works And then we have technical it worked difficulties
1: It We were all set Right, but today's a different day cut. It's fine <laughs> Anyway, so we have no So we're off to a rough start, guys But we're here, we're happy, that's it Um, Angelica
0: picks a good time To take another day off
1: I know Um, I'm actually really happy though Because we have We don't have Angelica On the podcast today She's in Ocean City, Maryland Gallivanting She's always somewhere She is always somewhere But we love that for her I wish I had her life Um, We have We need some female energy On the podcast today though So we have An incredible special guest I am so 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 excited We have None (laughs) other Than the inspirational why are you laughing?
0: <laughs> he tries to, to show you.
1: <laughs> Joey's so annoying. He just can't he can't deal with issues himself our producer Joey. He has to just like face the the computer at me and I have to be working on all the the technical stuff. <laughs> I know it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being a mean tyrant. Can we do this? I want to. I, Let's poor call Christy's up. waiting. Call, call up right now. Oh, I just gave away who it is. We have on the podcast today a very, very special guest: the inspirational, the powerful, one of a kind BB23 17th house guest, Christy Valdeseri. Um, I cannot wait to hear what she has well, to say her a about her journey. I know she's literally been waiting for a half hour. We're calling her right now. Hey. Yay! We have Christy on the podcast! <laughs> I'm so happy to be here! Christy, I'm so grateful that you're coming on the podcast, that you're talking with us. We love you so much. We have loved following you. From the moment that this... I mean, I want to hear everything, but from the moment that the cast was announced, you were all of our pick because you know our cousin Nicolette. Yeah. So it, we were like, oh my gosh, we know somebody kind of... Um, and we were, we were so excited for you that always you always you know. help somebody. Yeah. We were so excited for you this year, but the universe, God, whatever, the higher power had a different plan for you. Um, mm-hmm. so, but before we get into your big brother journey, uh, tell us about your
2: journey, who you are. You're a dancer in LA. So I'm from Philly, Pennsylvania, and I went to Penn state. I was a dance major there and then I moved to New York over your neck of the woods and then um I was on a cruise job for a little bit and then when that ended I moved out to LA like four years ago to continue to dance as you know as a dancer yourself and I've been living out here for four years and I've recently gotten into modeling um when I started losing my hair to alopecia about that also started about four years ago right before I moved out here um I wore a wig for a while and hid under my wig and was pretending to be a blonde like the same girl that I knew myself as in college and then I got to the point that I was like I can't keep pretending to be this person that I'm not anymore to the outside world I was so people perceived me as this happy go lucky blonde and then I would come home and take my wig off and would be really 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 upset behind closed doors and I got to the point that I needed to like bridge the two together and not have such extremes. And then I took off my wig and shared my story um, three years ago. And that was the best decision I've ever done. And now people, everybody in my life, everybody in my career, everybody everywhere knows um, that I'm bald and that I wear wigs. And it's just like, has been so liberating and so empowering for myself. And then I was um, the first bald model in Sports Illustrated Swim last year. And that was, again, very empowering. And it just meant so much to myself and to everybody in the hair loss community. And I was hoping to do that again on Big Brother to show representation and and show all these bald women and little girls that they can do anything they set their mind to. But like you said, the universe had a different plan. You, you know what I'm
1: thinking about as you're saying this? I'm like, being a dancer it's so tough because you feel Mm -hmm. like you're just one in a million. Sometimes you feel very small when you go to these audition rooms, you, you, it's very easy to blend in. It's very easy to just get lost in the shuffle, but it almost feels like you have such a big voice that needed to be heard. And Mm -hmm. losing your hair kind of gave you that voice in a sense. Like you're not just another blonde dancer girl. Now Mm -hmm. you are a bald woman dancer. And that's, that that's amazing. It sets you apart. You're different and you deserve to be different because your voice is different. What you have to offer is different. And it always was, but in a sense Mm -hmm. losing your hair. I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't mean to speak for you, but it's almost like it, it gave you the platform to use this voice that you always had in you. it It's such a good
2: way to look at it. You're so right by that, Tommy. And, and as much as it's been extremely difficult, um, as you know, going into a dance audition, like 90% of it it is about what you look like. So it's a huge hurdle to overcome, but you're right. It has given me an opportunity to fully express myself and fully share my opinions about the beauty standards and right. try to make a difference in people's lives. Totally.
1: Yeah. I love that. You, you said you were the first bald woman to walk in Miami swim week and you mm-hmm. did it again because big brother didn't work out, work out. You went to <laughs> Miami, right?
2: Yeah. And I was in Miami and, and walked in a show again last week. That's as amazing. Bald girl. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool that I, I've, I've gotten to this point that I am can express myself as a bald woman, but so many women out there are too afraid, have too much shame, have too much anger that they can't take their wig off. So I'm, I'm grateful that I'm where I'm at, but I know that there's so many people behind me that can't get there yet.
1: Yeah. And hopefully you can help somebody get there or Mm -hmm. at least just make them not feel alone. Um, I feel like you've done that already. You have balterage. Tell us about it.
2: It's a little, um, like a community that I started about like a year and a half ago and it's um, for women, for girls and for mothers who have daughters with hair loss and for the past, literally all of the pandemic, we've been having different online events So we have like a mama meetup every every month where all the moms come and they talk about all of the, all of the feelings and emotions that they go through as experiencing their daughter have hair loss. And then we have wine nights where, ladies who have hair loss come in and we talk about everything under the sun dating jobs taking your wig off um different things that we all experience and then i've had a couple live events and it's just a very like close-knit community of people that have like found other people that look like them feel like them express like them like it's just a very cool community that people feel understood for the first time in their in their whole lives yeah and it's, it's helped me on my own journey. And it just, it's so empowering to see other women that get you and like, feel the same way that you feel, because I could explain it to somebody with hair till and blue in the face, but like, you won't really get it with any situation unless you've experienced it yourself.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because I, it, I think in one of your preseason interviews, you spoke about, there's a stigma with Seeing a bald woman, you you associate yeah. it with being sick. It, was that one of your preseason interviews that you said that? I think um, probably because I I believe that
2: and yeah. I speak about that a lot. Yeah,
1: and to be honest with you, I think even me, I subconsciously did that. And then when I mm-hmm. saw you say that in the interview, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know about alopecia. Like oh. I I I always did kind of like subconsciously because I just didn't know any better. Associate yeah. that like. You, you, you do like in a sense think, oh my goodness, is she sick? But you're not. Well, you're
2: completely really healthy. Good... You're a
1: dancer. And, uh-huh. and I think that that's amazing that you are bringing awareness to that and breaking that stigma.
2: Well, that's a really good reminder for women or people with hair loss that like sometimes you can get angry when someone makes an assumption like that. But like you just said, it's literally people just don't know what alopecia is or hair loss. So it's not anyone's fault. It's just the world we live in that being bald as a woman is associated with being sick. And that's why I'm working to change that because people just don't know about alopecia straight up. And it's a good reminder for me because there can be anger when someone assumes that. But Mm -hmm. it's just getting the knowledge out there.
1: Well, I honestly I feel like. I you like you open my eyes. So you already are making you're making a difference, I'm sure to so many other people as well. But I'm happy to hear you say that. And I'm happy that that stigma is being broken in my mind, because Mm -hmm. it's not correct. And it needs to be it needs to be corrected. Um, So I hope that you get the opportunity to like be on an even bigger platform and showcase that and open more minds um, because Mm -hmm. that is, you know, the goal is to make the world a better place. And I really believe that you, Christy Valdeseri, are doing that like one person at a time. That means a lot to me. Thanks, Tommy.
0: Um, all right, cool. So, so let's dive so, into well, first. I, I want to, I want to make one comment here. Go for it. I did watch mm-hmm. your, one of your videos out there, unstoppable. And I want to tell you as a dancer, I, <laughs> those are insane. <laughs> as dance a dancer. Moves. All right. I love the cinematography <laughs> where it's in the shadows. I thought it was oh. really, really a great video.
2: Thank oh. you. Phil. I made that a few years ago, but I, that still like plays true to my heart. So thank you for Bringing that
0: up, my dad
1: loves to dance. So uh, <laughs> oh, he, I love is he a dancer? He... Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i did two years you in dance You got your studios. skills from somewhere, Tommy. Hon- No, <laughs>
1: honestly, he really is good. He, you know, I I make fun of him. We we give each uh-huh. other a hard time, but mm-hmm. he is actually pretty decent, especially for his oh, age. And you know, yeah,
2: yes, he's pretty good. I love this. We well, have fun I have to come to New York and dance with you guys.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, we awesome. would literally love that. We're literally always dancing together. The whole family, uh, Nicolette's dancing with us always. Yes. We have our Fun. other younger cousin, Serena. She was on Broadway. She's a, an incredible dancer as well. So it, oh, it yeah. runs in the family. We all kind
0: of do it. Yeah, and, I and, love this. and you run a dance studio, correct?
2: I teach at a couple dance studios. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: diva and dance
2: teach... is it? Oh wow, he did his research. Oh, yeah, that was so. Diva dance I started um, in high school when I didn't have time for a job because of how committed I was to dance. So I started diva dance and then I did that through high school and through college. And then when I moved out here, it's kind of changed into Balturage and I teach kids mm-hmm. through balltourage and we have like online performances and stuff. Um, But yes, I love that you know that fun fact about me and Diva Dance. Oh my
1: gosh, he's so funny. (laughs) Christy, he's obsessed with the podcast. Like he eats, (laughs) sleeps, breeds the podcast. My whole family abuses him. We're like a huge Italian family and we all just like abuse each other all day long. And the amount of times a day he says the word podcast you could literally play a drinking game and you would you would have alcohol poisoning like he's truly obsessed with it so like this is right up his alley he knew that we were having you on he probably was like and he does it quietly too he's but he like knows all these facts he's like so christy when you were 6 like
0: he'll just spit
1: them out randomly
0: last thing <laughs> okay. is she went to one of my favorite colleges penn state
1: oh nice <laughs> yes uh- Oh, my God, I love this. Oh, dad. Um, all right, so now let's talk about your journey with Big Brother. How did this start? How did this happen? Were you a fan of the show prior? Um, was it more just that you wanted the platform to speak and yeah. open and change minds? How did this happen for you?
2: The casting director reached out to me back in the very beginning of February. So I had been in this casting process for, uh, it was almost five months to the day that when I got sent home wow. from February 3rd to July 2nd. Wow. <laughs> so it, it was a long, and then I know that some people kind of get more, get it like um, closer to it, but I had been like talking to them, filling out paperwork, doing interviews, doing all of this stuff for literally five months. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very long time. It takes up, it's, it's like a full-time job applying to be <laughs> on the show.
2: <laughs> I know. And that's why it's so, frustrating for me because I feel like I put so much on hold like for the this summer and the past five months all of my energy was going into this and I was like well it doesn't matter because I'm always well, putting it out there I'm going to be on this show you know right. I didn't know right as you know you don't know but I had in my room give Christy like I had a um uh on my wall a little vision board that said big brother and then I said give Christy five hundred thousand dollars like with the big Brother logo, like. I was living and breathing it and, and, and watching all of the seasons and all of that. So the past six months of my life has been so dedicated to big brother.
1: Oh my gosh. And where do you stand with it now? How do you feel? What are you able to watch this season? Um, Mm -hmm. what's going through your head now? How are you feeling?
2: So now it's been, you know, probably like two or I think three weeks since I've been home, which is nothing. Um, That's nothing at all. That's no time. (laughs) Right. And it's like I, I keep telling myself that it's like, oh, I'm going to get over this and blah, blah, blah. And then I start to watch it or I go online and I see it's all over Twitter. It's a lot on my Instagram. And I'm like – and then I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is about to be on for the next three months. So I need to be a little more gentle with myself that I'm not just going to get over this as quickly because it's happening um literally 2 miles away from me as well like i live in la and i live i can pass right by the cbs gate that we that i entered into when i filmed my whole package but i'm feeling a little bit better than i was um i'm just really writing it off as god or the universe like we said was looking out for me and this was just not my time to yeah. be on this show and that's the only thing that's like making me feel okay about it. I'm just really believing that like something was just looking out and that this was like a crazy weird um, thing that happened to me. And it was for a bigger reason that I, I really hope and believe that I'm going to know, have a better understanding of one day.
1: It's funny because uh, every, I really do believe that everything makes sense when you look back in hindsight, but when it's happening, it's hard to see that and it's hard to understand that and really believe oh, yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Huh. Oh yeah. And that's the thing people are, everyone has said that people who have reached out, oh it's not your time and all that and I understand that, but that doesn't take away the feelings and the emotions that I had to go through when I got that phone call in the hotel room in the sequester. Like nothing anyone says will take away the way that that I felt for for those couple of days that it when it all went down. Can you walk us through that process?
1: What it like you so mm-hmm. you were in sequester And what was the protocol for COVID for the house guests this season? There were, was it four negative COVID
2: tests were necessary? Is that what it was or? So, well, from my experience, we had to get a COVID test before we went and filmed our thing. So I got like before they captured us and Mm -hmm. filmed, you know, our whole, um, intro. So I had to get a COVID test on that Friday and then I I, and that was negative. And then I filmed on Sunday um, and then I went to the hotel Sunday night. I was in the hotel all week, didn't get tested <laughs> at all in the hotel huh. and didn't get tested. Not, not Sunday, not Monday, not Tuesday, not Wednesday until I went to the CVS lot, filmed my whole thing on Thursday and then came back from the CVS lot and got tested that night. Um, I did, I guess it was like a rapid and then a regular one. And then they woke me up the next morning at like seven thirty AM and was like, we have to do another COVID test. And I had no idea at this point. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. They just need another COVID test. But I guess they were doing it because my ones from the night before came back positive. Oh, wow. So they did another COVID test. And then, like, I I was chilling for, like, three or four hours. And they, and then I got a call on the hotel, hotel phone that was like, the producer is coming up right now. Get ready. I was like, okay. So they came up and she said the doctor wants to talk to you and handed me her some cell phone. And I was like, hello. And then the doctor is like, so it, there's never dull news around here. And then he's like, you have, co- you tested positive for COVID. You can't be on the show. Oh my and gosh. I was in this hotel room for six days by myself. And this is, I just get a casual phone call. And I, I was just freaked out like and I don't regret it for a second because anyone in that position would freak out Yeah, and he's asking me to do like contact tracing and all this stuff and I cut him off and I was like are you telling me I there's no chance I'm on this show right now and he was like yeah and I was like okay the conversation's over I need my cell phone back I need to call my parents right now and then I freaked out and demanded that they gave me my phone and then they gave it to me and I called my mom and bawled my eyes out for a solid seven hours and then Aww. Yeah. It was it was quite quite a horrible day. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah.
1: I, I truly can't imagine, like I, I, I just put myself in those shoes and I know how much you go through to get mm-hmm. cast on the show and then to yeah. be to be told it's happening and then to have it taken away from you. Honestly, like nobody can understand what you went through. Nobody
2: Exactly. Tommy, I'm so happy that you say this because someone, I think it was the doctor just like casually on the phone made a comment like, I know how you're feeling. And I was like, freaked out. I'm like, no, you don't know how I'm feeling. No one knows what this feels like right now. I'm going through this all by myself. Nobody can relate. And, and then on top of all of this, getting this news, I get my phone back and have literally 150 messages, 1 million DMs, all these things. And I'm like, oh my God, it was already out to the public. The whole world knows. Everyone's so excited for me. And now I have to find a way to explain this to everybody now. Mm -hmm. And that was like a whole extra heavy burden that I felt like as much as it was cool that I got to share my message in a sense, it was really, really overwhelming. And this huge weight that I was like, why didn't they test me before they posted
1: this i know i know it's it's truly like like the the word devastating is truly what seems the most fitting like it it, i know Mm -hmm. that might sound dramatic to some people but the amount of yourself that you put into this casting process Mm
2: -hmm. and then to have
1: it taken away it's truly devastating i'm so sorry that you had to to go through that that you're going through that I, I can't well, thank, imagine. Thank you for
2: um like giving me this opportunity to talk about it because as I'm talking about it, I'm like, wow, I really haven't gotten to like express all of this since it went down because I'm trying to just brush it under the carpet and move on, but like it feels really good to talk about it. So I'm thank so you. I'm so
1: glad. I'm so glad. I feel so terrible for you. I just want to give you a <laughs> hug and just like just be there Aww. for you and just like I don't know, I I just want to give you a hug. I feel so <laughs> bad for you. <laughs> Uh yeah. um I think that there was one uh, when I remember when when the casting changed I saw on Twitter I think mm-hmm. there was one other person through the casting process that was in your position where it was announced mm-hmm. and then they got pulled. I don't remember mm-hmm. who that is. I
0: think it was a um, uh, man. Garrett?
1: I don't know. I Maybe was a man. no. Well, Garrett was supposed to be on this season, right?
0: Was oh, that like the yeah. rumor? Right.
1: There was somebody from a past season that like you did preseason interviews and then got pulled and wasn't on the show, but there was oh. one, only one other person. Um, I don't know I don't who know. that is, but we could find out and we should try and put you both in touch because,
2: well, I, th- I know that mm-hmm. Josh Martinez, he was supposed to be on it last, last year Yep. and he tested positive, I think in the hotel, I'm not sure if his information or his. Interviews were out, but he messaged me because he was like, oh my God, I can relate to you. And that was cool, but I don't know if his was out. Yeah. His wasn't
1: out last year. Everyone kind of knew through Twitter that he and Casey were like on, but then got pulled. But it wasn't the same Mm. as yours where it was announced. Christy's going to be on BB23. She is a house guest. And then they had to announce that you weren't going to be in it. (laughs) Like like, that never happened before. I think just one other person... And this was like old school Big Brother. Um,
2: Oh, I'd love to be connected to them. I know. We
1: got to find out who that is and put you in touch with them. I feel like they're truly, I think, the only person in the world who really went through exactly what you're going through. But even then, Big Brother old school was so – social media makes it completely different. So they don't even understand fully. Nobody in the world understands like what you're going through, (laughs) honestly. On
2: top of all of this, like – I felt perfectly fine. Like, I, I had not a single symptom. I that know. was the other thing that was so annoying. Like, if I was throwing up or had a runny nose and a cough, but tested negative, like, I would have been on the show. I know. But I had a positive. And it's just the world we live in right now. COVID's so new. Like, you can't, I can't blame anyone. It's just the way it is with COVID and being right. hyper aware and cautious and all that. But it's just, it was just so frustrating especially because
1: you're in the industry you understand like there are legal things that they can't there's like whereas somebody uh who's not in the industry might just be like i feel fine just put me on the show and don't tell anybody like but you know it's like legal things that they that they Uh just can't they can't they can't do it uh Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it easier but you you get it in a sense because you understand how the behind the scenes work
2: how it all works totally (sighs) <sighs>
1: oh my gosh. I literally just more than anything want to give you a hug right now. Like, Aww. thank you so Thanks much son. for sharing that. Like, I know that's so personal and it's so raw because and real. Wounds. Yeah, yeah, it is. So thank you for going there and sharing that. I think that a lot of people will love to hear your story. Switching it up. Are How much do you know about what's going on this season? Uh, I think I told you when we were speaking on the phone beforehand, but... I know when I was in finals for big brother over the top, I couldn't watch that season and I wasn't nowhere near as close as you are to this. So are you able to watch this season? If you are, what are your thoughts? What have you seen? Tell us yes, so, what that
2: is. So I just like within the past three days, I have watched um, the f- episodes and I was like going into the live feeds and I'm like, Oh my God, this is just so weird. I could like, go on my balcony and scream like really loud and make could probably hear me where they are. Like that's wow. what's crazy is that I live so close. But wow. I have been watching it um, and I know what's going on at this point. I love that two – I honestly love that two guys were sent home and no girls yet. I yep. like, love that for all the, like, the ladies in the house.
1: Yeah, the women on this season are super, super strong. You would have yes. fit right in.
2: I know, and watching it, I'm like, oh my, I literally tweeted last night, like, these house guests are so cool, I would have gotten so, along with them so well.
1: Yeah, I love that on this season we're seeing the women in the house are so strong, their personalities, their strategies, just who Uh they are, they're super powerful, and I don't think we've seen that in a while. I, I
2: really agree with all of that, and I really hope that the the one the women are the final standing at the end like that yeah. would be amazing we need a female winner so bad
1: I think we're going to see it I mean honestly so far we've gotten uh you know Travis left the house first then Frenchie mm-hmm. last night so and it looks like you know obviously we don't know what's going to happen with wild card competition and with the right. veto but the target is Brent this week so Oh it, I
2: like him I really like Brent I think I he, people if he would be easy to write off, but I really think he's a genuine guy.
1: I do too. I think the women that aren't liking him in the, house, the women though. aren't liking him in the house, honestly. And you know, uh, this if we're paying attention to the feeds and stuff on Twitter, like all the stuff that we're seeing, but it seems that he's actually made some people a little bit uncomfortable at times. Um, oh, but I think I didn't that, know that I think that you're right that he 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 probably is really genuine. He sometimes people just don't mesh and they don't understand. Mm-hmm what, how they're coming off. I think that that's mm-hmm. kind of his issue. Um,
2: yeah. And it's so many personalities like mixed in, like you, I don't even know cause I wasn't, didn't get to do it, but you know, like that's probably different, like what it's actually feeling like compared to what, how people
1: are perceiving it
2: a hundred percent. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens this week. But I do think that a, If it is Brent, then uh, another guy is going. And then we're left with eight women, five men. Uh, The women could really just take over and just steamroll all the way to the end, which would be really cool to see. We've never seen it before.
2: I'm like low-key hoping that um, Xavier gets sent home so I can slide in those DMs. (laughs) Yes! He's
1: so (laughs) handsome! Oh my gosh, I love that. Wow. Wow. I love that. Wait, I literally have butterflies right now. I don't even know what to say. You guys have to be together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I was texting the, the guy that, uh, like the casting producer that picked that casted me. Jesse. And
1: he, who? Jesse. Oh yeah.
2: Jesse. But no, Andy, you know, Andy. Oh, Andy
1: yes. Sloan. He's the
2: best. I didn't know if I could say his name, but yeah, yeah he, go. For, um, I
1: feel like, no, they, I know. I'm like, uh, no, first and last name I'm giving out. No, but, uh, <laughs> but he's on uh, Twitter. He talks about everything. So I think you could yeah. say that. That's fine. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we
2: were texting and he was like, yeah, I was hoping to set up you and Xavier. I'm like, well, the plan fell short, man. That could have happened.
1: <laughs> I know. So, I, well, so that was actually sure. one of my questions. Are you, do you think that you would have been open to a showman's Had you been in the house? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I- yes.
2: No, 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 oh. I was, I was, uh, like telling myself, I don't, I, like, like I said, like, I don't really know what it would feel like to be in the house, but talking about it up to, up to going in, I was saying that I really wanted to just focus on making like winning, winning in my own game. But I also know the reality of like being, if it was a hundred days, like being in a house, like, yes, I might want to have a little something, something, but I, my focus was on right
1: winning. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so funny when you're in the house, like you really do become very comfortable with each other very fast.
0: I bet. That's uh, yeah. Aza. Actually said that she goes. I came in here, not did not want to have a showman's, but now I see Xavier and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> and, hi, and Kylan, she's like, hmm. Yeah. So she Wait, who she's said wavering. this? Aza, She's waving a little uh, bit. <laughs> I need to find out how to say
1: her name because Julie Chen keeps saying Asa, but her name is spelt A-Z-A-H and I always just thought it was Asa. I, I have to figure it out. I have to find out what, how to say her name for real. Um, so, wh- okay. So you, you've watched a little bit. Who do you think you would have meshed with? Who do you think that you would have wanted to work with? Um, and who mm-hmm. are you rooting for?
2: Um, I really like Kylan so far. Like, he really seems smart and really nice. And it's so, like, the big heart in me just to, um, like, think of it that way and not, not like, strategically. But I think he seems very nice. I think Tiffany is a bad bitch that I would have totally vibed with. Yeah. Um, I think Aza or Asa is seems really sweet and, like, Like, uh, strong in who she is. And I feel like I would have gotten along with her. Um, Who else? Oh, Derek F. He's from Philly, like me. He seems like a big big lover that I would have gotten along with. Also, Derek X. I also think he seems really cool and, like, fun and easygoing. He seems like he'd be easy to get along with. Yeah, um He's I don't think I would have gone along. Well, maybe, but I was over Frenchie. Like he was doing way too much.
1: <laughs> I know. He was he was a little he lost himself. That's something that happens when you go in the house. Like there are a lot of people who when they're in there, I mean it's a social experiment. So there are a lot of mm-hmm. people when they go in there, they completely lose themselves and yeah. they turn into someone different. I think that's Frenchie. I think that he his friends and family before he went in probably thought he would have been an incredible player. Mm-hmm. And I don't take that away as like, that probably is the truth, but right. he did. I think he lost himself a little bit in the house, which happens to so many people. And I think that's oh, what we saw see, with him.
2: I could see it happening. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these, that these people and they're like, I was, I'm thinking like they haven't seen or talked to their family since I was three weeks ago in that hotel with them. Like I could see how that could so easily happen. Like I thought I was going to lose my shit in the hotel. Yeah. I can't even imagine it's like yeah. going into having to do all this. So I know I totally can see how that can happen. Yeah.
0: So in the hotel, you guys um, you're there and you basically the producers come in every so often to see you or no.
2: Um, For me, it was like the first day we had Um, they came in and like, Look, went through wardrobes so I like showed them some outfits, and then the next two days, like I straight up didn't hear from them at all, just in the hotel watching friends on that old ass DVD player. I love that. <laughs> and then Thursday, we um went to CBS, and then Friday was the worst, but yeah, so they kind of check in here and there, but not really much.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I can handle that sitting in the room like that by myself.
2: I know, and then. And, and I just remember, like, I wrote in my notebook, like I was counting down the days that this would get, was going to be over. Yeah. And I was like, I got this. It's just so close. Like, I couldn't wait for the premiere on Wednesday. And then,
1: yeah, cut short. I have a question for you, actually, because this, mm-hmm. this is like a rumor that goes around online. Were you able to watch old seasons of Big Brother in sequester? We weren't but a lot of t- like a lot of the fans of the show they always say they're allowed yeah. to watch season this season that in sequester but I'm like no I, I wasn't so I
2: no that wasn't an option for us. We had that big um, like DVD binder that you picked right. what to watch and exactly. that wasn't an option yeah. no
1: yeah okay yeah. cool um, All right so let me get into some questions uh, from some fan- some listeners if that's cool with you. First off, we have from Kayla 529 Who's your pick for the winner for this season? (gasps) And it's it's a gamble. No pun intended with the season's twist um, or theme. But it's a gamble, really. We really don't know. It's so much luck. But if you had Uh to say at this stage who you think is going to be the winner or who you think is going to be in the final two chairs, who would you pick?
2: Okay, I honestly think so far... Um, I think Tiffany is really smart and doesn't put up with bullshit and like, no, like knows how to finesse people seems that way. So I think her, I also think that Xavier is like very, he comes across very likable and not like like aggressive or getting in or so far like he's kind of yeah low but I feel like he's like silently really smart that makes a lot um, of but sense but I don't think really we've seen him like play much yet but I I know he just won I'm head of household so right we'll probably see we'll a see little bit more, more of him yeah I feel like he's very like likable and and like sly with it so him, I agree Kylan I, I think Kylan is gonna go far I think he's He's a rock star too.
1: Kylan is actually my pick for the winner, so yes. I, I'm I'm rooting even though for I hope
2: him. it's a I really hope it's a girl, but I could see those two guys going far as well.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Um, I also love Sarah Beth and Tiffany as well. Those are, mm-hmm. I think, at this point, who I'm rooting for: Kylan, Sarah Beth, and Tiffany. I love them. I love. You know what's funny? Like Sarah Beth, she's so. Um, she. I said this last week on the podcast, but. She's cast as the quirky girl and mm-hmm. on the surface with her voice, you think that she's going to be the typical quirky girl that's cast on the yeah. show, but well, she's nope. much more aggressive than the typical quirky girl on the show. She's mm-hmm. a hardcore gamer and she's not afraid to get her hands bloody and get involved. And I love that about her. So she, sh- there's a lot more to her than meets the eye, which yes. really excites me. Um, I oh, think you're it was
2: so right about that. Yeah.
1: And I actually I think it was her that she's on to the fact that Xavier is lying about his profession. And I oh, like man. she's so smart. And that's the one thing that worries me about Xavier is that people are going to catch on to him how quiet like silent but deadly he's being you know yeah
2: maybe you're right i don't know
1: i don't know but i think sarah beth is on to him she's she knows that he's not who he says he is completely so i was reading well she
2: also lied about her profession right yep so she
1: yeah yeah exactly
2: she's she's probably hyper aware of that yep yeah
0: Yeah. I, i was reading how he didn't want to win this hoh but other people threw it and then sarah beth got it wrong and Alyssa got it wrong so he ended up winning by default right yeah,
1: no now he's way. like, oh man! <laughs> yeah, there was some interesting uh, dynamics going on in this HOH. Who was throwing it? Who wasn't? Who was on a team? So
0: who was the one that game. you said you you last night? You said, oh look, she knows the answer. Well, Hannah. Yeah. She, Hannah I threw the that.
1: competition. Uh, Hannah and Derek X. Uh, apparently, they threw the competition. But the last second before the camera cuts off Hannah's face when she gets it wrong. Yeah. I almost thought that she... It looked like she was surprised for a second that she put the wrong answer. because
0: no, right before that, she said false. Right, I know. And then when they, when they go on false, she pointed to her thing like, uh-huh, but it was Well, true. then
1: I thought... Then at the last yeah. second, she gets cut off, and I thought that she was like, oh, I didn't put false. I thought I put but false. No, she, she, but she did it on purpose. She, on what purpose. It, she threw it, yeah. Oh, wow. She, she really threw did the comp. on purpose. Yeah, her and Derek X threw the comp because they didn't... They wanted... Brent, Brent is on their team, but they want Brent to be eligible to be evicted because they want him out. So they couldn't win. So they couldn't win because your team has safety
2: Right. Oh, it's so interesting with the teams.
1: Yeah. It really did shake it up. I'm a big fan of the team twist. I Mm -hmm. think it's really cool. I like
2: it too.
1: All right. So next question we got, if you had the chance to play again, would you? And that's from Lucas underscore Sheehan07. If you had the chance to play again,
2: would you? Lucas, good question. Haven't yes. heard this one before. <laughs> um, <laughs> people are asking me that a lot um, right now. In this moment, I literally don't know. Like, I I, I couldn't say yes or no. I'm like a little um, bitter and a little like still going through it. So I I honestly don't know if I have the opportunity to play again. Would I like? And also, I just went through that whole casting process with my whole life on hold for me not to get on the show so I'm a little like I I don't know the answer I wish I could say one way or the other but I was had been thinking and thinking and thinking and I really don't know like yes of course I want to play like but I want to play right now I want to go drive two miles to that house and play like I don't want to wait a year and have to go through the whole process again this is Um, what we have to do time will tell you know like I, I think I could have a different outlook on it in time but it's just still so fresh
1: yeah that makes sense uh this is what i'm proposing uh get on Mm -hmm. a flight fly to my house and we will have our own big brother day we will stage all competitions we will set up a camera a dr we'll vote each other out one by one literally just we'll get a group together and we'll just have our own big brother day and then you can get to kind of play
2: (laughs) Oh my God, I would love that. Well, that's like when you guys all watched the premiere and I FaceTimed Nick and got to like say hi quickly to all of you, like that made me so happy that so many of you guys have reached out to me, have DM'd me, have texted me, called me, like so many of your season and the season after you have reached out and like, or the season before you. And it's just so, oh my God, it just means so much to me. So if that could ever happen, like that would be amazing. That would be really cool. We We, should do that for, we
1: should try and get a charity event together. Yeah. That'd be Maybe actually we can really raise good. money yeah. for like alopecia awareness actually. That would be so fun.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is a really good idea.
1: I'm really into this. We have some ideas brewing on real talk this week. This is very exciting.
2: <laughs> yes. Um
1: uh, we're going to talk more about that later cuz I'm actually very interested in that idea. <laughs> me too. Um let's see. Oh, okay. Me too. Anyway, next question I guess. <laughs> um so okay, this is interesting. From Haley.Processor, if you were in the house, who would you have targeted?
2: Oh, Haley hit Mm -hmm. me with the hard question. I know. Um. I'm like, "Mm, all right, Haley. (laughs) Well, I I think I would have, I think initially probably Frenchie because I just didn't like his whole energy of being like, I got to get a meathead out, like writing someone off based on what they look like because – I that just doesn't didn't sit well because I was gonna go into the house with a long, gorgeous blonde, curly wig, and and act like I was just like this girl that I am, but like with a blonde wig on. So right. I didn't I didn't like his energy of like, and then he did this. He judged Brent right away, and then Brent told him about his I think his dad, and I and then he understood. I like didn't like his whole energy of getting the stereotypical person gone. Yeah, I, um, I so agree him, with that. Yeah, like. People people look one way, but have so much more to them. Yeah, on, I hear that. And every every sense of it. But so him, but they already got him. So I don't know who else I would have targeted. I really don't know. Like, I I just maybe I haven't watched enough, or maybe I um, I don't know. It, and also, I I have a whole different perspective on it because. I like know what all these people went through and to get on this show and like I was in the hotel with them. Like, I don't know, but I didn't like Frenchie's energy off the bat. That makes sense. It's kind of like, I was just
1: watching an interview that Kylan did when he was HOH and he Mm -hmm. said, what's the, the, uh, the question was, what's the worst part about being HOH? And he said, having to nominate people, he said, I didn't, I didn't realize how hard that is. Like you are responsible for, sending someone home and ending their dream like that's that he said I didn't realize how terrible that would feel um so that that kind of reminds me of that that's why
0: a lot of people want to throw the first couple of ones too right yeah
2: right yeah to not get blood on their hands and not have to be in that situation yeah Yeah. um okay
0: so the
1: next question this is very interesting little uh topic that showed up on twitter this week Mm -hmm. let's uh dive into this this is from Luke Knight 86. The question is, why is she charging so much on Cameo? Uh, so, Christy, for anyone that doesn't know what went on this week, can you fill some people in?
2: <laughs> of course, I can fill you right in. Um, I was reached out to, so first of all, I am a Sports Illustrated model. I own a hair loss company. Um, people reach out to me. Literally a million times a day telling me their hair loss stories and how they want, um, need help. And if they're dating someone, how they tell them, my kids going to school, she got made fun of. Like a million stories people are reaching out to me thinking I am this hair loss god that knows how to handle everything. So someone reached out to me, a representative from Cameo, and was like, Oh, you should make a um, cameo because, you know, a lot of Big Brother fans are on it and you are already who you are. So you should make one. Like I haven't made one in the past. And I am – so I'm like, okay, I'll do it, whatever. And I'm in this position in my own personal life that people are with my community. I spend – I have spent so much time FaceTiming, sending videos to all these people in Baltaraj or in the hair loss world for free. I just send – make a video and send it. And I'm at this point in my – this crossroads in my personal life and my career life with Baltaraj um, that I can't keep doing free things. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to kind of blend it all together If someone from the hair loss world wants to get a video from me, like i I should be charging at this point because people really look up to me and whatever. So I'm like, okay, sure, why not? And then I'm going it on to cameo and I'm like picking my profile picture, picking my video, setting my price. and I'm like, you know what? I'm not – I don't re- – I wouldn't do this unless it was <laughs> a, like a little bit of money. Like I'm not going to do it yeah. for $45. I You've already- proven
1: yourself already. You have showed up. You've been around. You, you. <laughs> like what people I think don't understand is that yes, you were just like cast on Big Brother – But that's not who you are. You're not the 17th house guest for Big Brother. That's not at the top of your resume. What's at the top of your resume is you're a creator, the creator of Balterage. You're an inspiration to bald women all over the world. That's who you are. You're a sports illustrated. You're the first bald woman to be on spot in sports illustrated, you're a model, you're a dancer. There's right. so much more to you than 17th house guest of Big Brother. That's actually at the bottom of the list. So when people <laughs> exactly. are comparing cameo prices for against other Big Brother, previous Big Brother players, sure, your your price might be more, but that's because you've you've earned that position. That's
0: that's right. who you are, that's what you deserve. And, and the bottom and Twitter- line is Luke. It's, it's an economic law. It's called supply and demand. Okay? Uh-huh. That's it.
2: Oh. Exactly. Nice, Dad. Yes, yes, Dad. Yes. <laughs> yes, you went to business class real quick. It's so true, though. Like then, And the thing that the Twitter people were going off on is that on the Cameo profile, it said Big Brother Contestant. And I didn't do that. I literally created this went to a yoga class and came out and was like, oh, oh my God, this is going wild. And first off, I'm not a Big Brother contestant. So I messaged the the woman and was like, you got to change that to Sports Illustrated Model and founder of Baltirage, because that's, like, what I identify as. And so it's all, like, just crazy how the outside world, like, they don't know the ins and outs of this. They Mm -hmm. see the price. They see Big Brother contestant and they go absolutely ham and like you don't need to remind me that i didn't make it in the house i'm well aware that i'm in my own apartment right now and i didn't make it in the house twitter but is exactly what you're saying like we i am more than just the the house guest that didn't make it in the house of big brother like i and i to be honest like i i'm not gonna spend my time doing a video for 40 like right it's that i don't really see value in that in my own right. personal life and especially when I was doing it with also the mindset of like of people with hair loss not just to talk about Big Brother which I don't even have experience in the house like it <laughs> right. was just totally mis- misconstrued so thanks for letting me
1: Elaborate. Yeah, that that you know what it is too. You'll see. I mean, Twitter is always just looking for the next thing to focus on yeah. and and rip apart. I they love Twitter. to rip apart the Big Brother community. I am just now, two years later, starting to like not starting. I I'm feeling like I really love Twitter again because I get all mm-hmm. of my news there. I love seeing how funny people are. Um, mm-hmm. But it took a while because, it, it, as well as being resourceful and fun and hilarious it's also a very evil dark place like some sometimes it really gets to you so don't take Mm -hmm. it personal they're always looking for the next thing to focus on and yes they were focusing on that yesterday but it's over with and now they're on to something else today exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. and i saw
2: someone got, tweeted you and was like, why
1: does he respond to everything? I know. <laughs> I was like, can they chill? <laughs> I know, I wrote, mm-hmm. because I want to. I've like just started, I I, yeah, I'm like actually like loving the trolls on Twitter these days. Like I'm like, <laughs> no, come at me, bro. It's great. <laughs> Before we go, one last thing that I really want to ask you about. Can you shed light on what alopecia is a little bit more <gasps> for anybody that doesn't know? I think I would love Thank to you. like circle back and just – tackle that again because i think it's really important for people to hear
2: thank you tommy yeah so alopecia is well by by definition it's um like by book it's a autoimmune disease that makes your hair fall out and there's uh nothing else to it like there's no explanation and there's no solution um you have no other symptoms um well i guess some people could have other um uh, some people can be more like ex- we, you're supposed to be like more exposed if you have one autoimmune disease to others, but I am like perfectly healthy. and it just means that you don't can't grow hair. and it could be patches, it could be your full head, it could be your full body, it could be your like I lost my eyebrows. it could be um, a different different uh, tiers of it. But it's just something that a lot of people, so many people deal with but so many, it's just so unheard of because everyone's so many people are hiding under a wig. Um, But so if you see someone that's bald, like maybe don't assume that there's anything wrong with them. It's just, there's nothing wrong with me. Like so many people have these different, I hate even using the word disease because it has a negative connotation, but so many conditions that we don't see, like you just happen to see mine, but it makes me literally no different than anyone else. And it's, it's, It's way more a mental battle than a physical. I mean, and then, like, having pain. Like, it's mental pain and emotional pain, but it's not, um, like, physical pain. Like, I'm not in any pain. I just have to kind of deal with it every day, you know? But so, yeah, if you see someone that looks different no matter what it is, I hope that everyone out there can treat them exactly how you would want to be treated because it gets really old when people look at you, double look at you and ask you questions like, just treat them like they're like they are the same as you because that's when it, it feels good when it feels normalized because everybody's got shit so if we can normalize everyone's it would be a way way happier place.
1: I love that you're the best. Thank
2: you
1: you you're, you're the best. You're making and such you're a difference. You really are.
2: Thank you so much, Tommy. We got to make this backyard Big Brother moment happen. Yeah,
1: really that would be about. really great. We got to do that. We we got to make that happen.
2: I'm down. I'll fly right out to New York.
1: Anyway, we love you so much. Thank you for coming on, Christy.
2: Thank you, guys. I had such a great time speaking with you. And really, it's so like therapeutic to talk about all of this. So really, thank you guys so much.
1: Before we sign out, actually, can you do this with us? Um, So when we sign out, we do one, two, three, and then we all say, it's been real. Are you up for it?
2: I'm ready. All right,
1: ready?
0: One, two, three. It's been been real. real. He needed this because the joke is not doing it. We were a
1: little off, but I'll take it. That was great. It was perfect. (laughs) It was good enough. (laughs)